to our Locked On Hawks postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into our Locked On Hawks postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere, but right here at Locked On, I'm Tanitra Batiste. Joining me is Deshaun Tate, and today's episode is brought to you by Game Time Download. The Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. The Locked On Hawks Postcast is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Deshaun, the Hawks went into Charble, Charlotte, hobbled, charbled, hobbled. That's because that's the way they play. That's why that's coming out like that <laughs> Seriously. out of the gates. And you know what? The Hornets, they didn't have any extra love for the Hawks here on Valentine's Day. And that is why, despite the hopes of evening this series the Hawks didn't even get close to getting it done of course we're going to talk about this low note that they find themselves going into this all-star break on in the end one and we're also going to do a little bit of a look ahead about what this team needs to look like possibly after the all-star break but first we got to tell you our takes on this embarrassing 122 to 99 loss to a <laughs> then 13 now 13 win only 13 win yeah. team in the Hornets and Tate, you made no excuses. You kept it straight, no chaser. Injuries are not an excuse. Yeah, uh, another another game where it feels like as soon as you were getting over the hump and all that kind of stuff, not just about wins against teams that are much better uh, than the Hornets, but also just being more competitive and just getting, you know, it felt like more chemistry and just, mm -hmm. you know, more camaraderie around the team and all these kinds of things. And it kind of seems like you somewhat went backwards to a degree um but it, it's it's it is no excuses you know because yeah. this injury bug did not just come to haunt the hawks um also without starters like right. mark williams well, and well, lamello in there today lamello ball, ball. So, yeah exactly mm -hmm. and i think to make matters worse for me because one of the things i was looking at with this particular game um to start out was okay They've got to find a way to slow down Miles Bridges really early. Yeah, this is, you sure. know, also a guy whom um, has been really confident as of late, has really been a huge stepping stone for this team. Just put up about 45 points on last week. So you held him uh, to a game of, you know, granted 17 points, 50 percent from three, but it's much mm -hmm. below his average from the field, amongst other things. Yeah. And dare I say. You know, we have another one of those instances where it's like insert another random guy's name here that is going off against the Hawks. I hate to be that person. To, I thought, like, I thought well, we had kind of like been nice. I, I, been I, nice I, I thought that we packaged that up. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I thought that we packaged that up already and like put it in the basement with no. with the with the Christmas trees and we all that kind of stuff. Apparently, we didn't. It's back, uh, like a, like a scary movie. So, um. <laughs> It's 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 this one is not the most frustrating one. I, I, right. I will say that. Um, but for this to be the team that three out of four meetings last year, they lost to, to Charlotte, um, lost to Charlotte for what first game of the season? I think it was this year. Um, and, and here is Charlotte again with the longest, you know, win streak against any opponent uh, in the NBA. That's got to be really discouraging if you're a fan of the Atlanta Hawks. 
Oh, discouraging is a really nice word because I was more thinking disgusting, but okay. Atrocious. Yeah, exactly. Deplorable. And we could go on and on and we will. That's why you're here at the Hawks postcast. And listen, don't be shy. You guys chime in early and often. This might be the night to do that. And usually when you guys are on fire and on one, that kind of gets us going as well. So look here. Tim Fleming is like, I'm not going to even mince words. I'm done watching this sorry team. And <laughs> you know what? I can't be mad at you. Now, Tim, I hope that you are not done watching the Lockdown Hawks postcast. But also, we know that we've got about, let's see, today's the 14th. So we've got about a week and a half to kind of reset and get ourselves and our minds right for when they come back to home to take on the Raptors' first game after All-Star. But I understand his frustration. Watching it or listening to it, whether you watch the Valley Sports South broadcast or you listen to the broadcast on 92.9 game, it is very, very frustrating. Yes, it is. Because you absolutely don't know how to feel. You get that excited when you see four games in a row or you see back-to-back quality wins and then all of us, and you know you get excited when Tate doesn't have to talk about the RRP (laughs) or when I don't have to remind him about the random role player. Yes, there are certain things that he and I have been tracking this entire season. And when we see it, we call it out for the good. But we're also here to tell you when it's the bad. And yes, I was frustrated because when our definition of random role player is typically the guy that comes off the bench. It's not to say that it's a player who can't play because obviously, uh, you know, Grant Williams was a quality player during his days with the Celtics and can still give, right? Still has Mm -hmm. something to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So when we call them random, we're saying the expectation is if you're a starter in the NBA that you're going to produce. So there's no shock if the starters produce. Mm-hmm. But when when we start digging into this team and we see Grant Williams and Vasilya Micic essentially yeah. outscore Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, that's, that's a correct. problem. That is correct. That's a problem. Yes, it so is. I don't quite understand how that happens, especially when you look at the numbers where Trey and DeJounte played a combined 64, 66 minutes mm-hmm. and scored 25 points. Nine for 27. Williams, yep, exactly. Nine for 27 right, nine from for the 27. field. And I got mm-hmm. another question, a follow-up question with you on that before I give my take. So hang tight. But okay. then you've got Williams and Meechich who scored 28 points in just 47 minutes, and then they <laughs> go 11 of 21 from the field. I need somebody to make it make sense, but don't worry because you can't. Because it doesn't make sense. And what was frustrating to me, and you and I will go into this a little bit more in the end one as well, is I understand we all get tired. We all get exhausted. Those of us who cover these teams are also saying, whew, got a little breather for all-star break. We'll get back at it. We'll be refreshed next week. I get that. But just like we're bringing you the energy in this last show, this last postcast before the all-star break, because of course we'll have a basketball conversation next Wednesday on the party, but this is our last postcast show. We're tired, but we're bringing the right energy. That's so right. Why can't you? Like That's we right. need you to do way more, especially when you know that your back, your front court is hobbled, and that they're basically going to play big ball on you and say, "Try to stop me," because they yep. didn't go. They went with three forwards, a center, and a guard. That's how the the, the Hornets played <laughs> the, the majority of the game. So I'm just, it's just that piece is frustrating. But I did want to go back to you know the piece that you mentioned about. Trey, I mean, essentially, you and DeJounte took like 27 shots. Yeah. Like, I, help me. Just help. Before I go to my take, I just need you to just plug in. I can't, I can't, I can't explain it for you, Tanisha. I would listen. Here's the thing. 
for those that are, are listening and watching, yeah. We wish that we had the words to be able to describe and and <laughs> and to explain some of the things just as much as you do. As you do, right? It, it, it's it, it's not adding up. What are, what no. is what, what are the cool kids that calling these days? The math, the math ain't mathin'. There you go. Or yeah. if you're from New York, the math ain't mathin'. Yeah, or Philly, <laughs> you too. So yeah, I agree. I just I cannot. I have dug into these numbers, and we'll try it again. So make yeah. sure you stick with us on the other side in the and one, because we'll try to figure this thing out. But I will tell you, when I hear a stat line that tells me, Deshaun, that this is the worst. There's seven games under 500 the Hawks are. This is the worst record they're taking into the All-Star break in five years. Wow. You have got to make that make sense for me because. We were in tank mode. Exactly. That includes <laughs> a period of time where you were in tank mode and rebuild mode and yet here we stand and that is troubling to me and that's why i said you can't really make math of it because nothing is making sense including the numbers you think to yourself no onyeka okongu no clint capella bruno fernando is a little bit hampered which means that you're going to have to play a little bit of small big ball and yet you end up with 45 rebounds just the same as charlotte and it looks like okay well numbers don't lie yes they do because those numbers are identical, and yet the final score doesn't indicate that at all, that you were anywhere close to winning this game. And then the frustration for me was, in listening to the last minute of the game, there was a point, I don't care who was on the floor at that point. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't care that you'd empty the bench. Whoever's on the floor needs to play. Mm -hmm. So three players under the basket, three Hawks players under the basket, one Hornet under the basket, and the Hornet gets the second chance opportunity? <laughs> Correct. I cannot. That's effort. That's I, effort. I, I, exactly. And that's, that's what effort. I really want to talk about because even with Cody Martin, and I was saying a little bit earlier, you know, that they didn't have their guy, but I wanted to just correct that because for the most part for the day, as we were looking at the injury report, it looked like Cody Martin wasn't going to be in. So I kind of had that in my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. He actually did show up. But my point being, at least Cody Martin was in there trying to bang, although he was injured. He, he came in there trying to do a little something. Wasn't effective. He was their most ineffective starter. But my point being, Here's a guy who came into the game hobbled and he did his job. Mm -hmm. I need to understand why in the world that effort wasn't there, even if the Hawks didn't have the players you wanted them to on the floor to be able to do what they needed to do. You already know, but we'll remind you again that we'll be right back to talk more Hawks Hornets in the end one. This update of our Locked on Hawks postcast is brought to you by Hungry Root. Now, think about this. Have you ever had a Hungry Root box? And if you did, what was your favorite item in it? How was that ordering process for you? But more importantly, how was it for you to have weekly or daily meals made easier for you this year? And pretty good meals, considering the fact that we're all super busy. Now, think about grocery shopping and think about meal planning for specific dietary needs or preferences that can be challenging. I was speaking with a really good friend of mine earlier today. She's had a diagnosis of diabetes. So her lifestyle and her eating habits have completely been flipped and turned over. That's the kind of thing where you have to really think about preparing your foods and what you're going to eat and what your weekly routine is going to look like. That's where a hunger group can come in. Now, yeah, your days are going to be longer and you might think you have a little bit more time, but then again, you might feel like you don't have enough time in the day, especially to prepare a meal. Customers can save up to five hours per week using hungry root without the stress 
of all the grocery shopping and the meal planning and also save money. Many customers save money on groceries versus the store, as well as eating out less and avoiding expensive takeout in restaurants when they do things like using Hungry Root, where you can help save up to 30% on food waste each week because you're actually dictating right there, real time, what it is that you're going to order and eat. Also, they have a special going on right now where you can get 40% off and free veggies for life. If you're like me, I do like veggies, but I love the free free. So Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. There's a short fun quiz you can take just so that they can get to know some of your personal health goals and really kind of help you get this started. So right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA listeners 40% of your first delivery and free veggies for life. That's our partners over at the Locked On NBA channel where you can get 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to Hungry Root dot com slash locked on to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's H-U-N-G-R-Y-R-O-O-T dot com slash locked on. Don't forget to use the link so that they know that we sent you. So Deshaun, you look back at that game in October. Hawks just lost by six, 116 to 110. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, the Hawks have improved. So it's conceivable they could go on the road, had a couple days of rest from the Bulls game, and they could win this game, especially then you look into that one number that we were talking about before the break, and it was the boards. Your biggest concern was were they actually absolutely going to get beat down inside? That that was your biggest concern, right? Or at least mine going into the game as we found sure. out step by step who would not be playing for the Hawks. But again, you go in and you look both offensive rebounds. The Hawks actually won that battle. Defensive rebounds, they lost it by four, but they evened it out. And that's one of the chief indicators, right? Then we look at blocks. Hawks actually had six blocks. So you're thinking, okay, those are the numbers that are respectable points in the paint. 52 to 42 isn't, isn't bad. Mm-hmm. But yet, Deshaun, yet but still. Instead, you get an absolute blowout. And then you get a 15 to one run by the Hornets to end the game. Doesn't that really speak more to effort than it does to the roster, or the talent you have on that court? I feel like it does. And, and so much about this particular game um, speaks to the effort, in my opinion. I mean, because when you start looking at it, you know, it's a team that, even within a small window of games, just two games. They're at, we're talking about the Charlotte Hornets now, without two starters now. They're averaging 119 points against the Atlanta Hawks. Something yeah. that shouldn't be happening. We're Ever. talking about the Atlanta Hawks. Even the worst teams in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons, for crying out loud, are putting up at least triple digits in scoring. This is an Atlanta Hawks team that's known for its offense. Yeah. Maybe not its defense, whatever, but its offense scoring 99 points on the night. And I don't want to hear about anything about those injuries because Clint Capella is not making up a ton for all of that on the offensive side of the ball. So um, I know that it really appeared to kind of be like a a one-off, but it felt like it was more than just a one. When you have, you know, a night where it was, you know, Trey versus Trey. Yeah. Well, that trade looked like that trade, that trade. tonight. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, and that's just that's just that's just not a good look. You start talking right. about Charlotte's bench contribution, um, where they got about forty points out of their bench. That's something we're used to seeing out of the Atlanta Hawks. And granted, the Hawks did get um, you know, somewhere relatively close to that, I think thirty five or something like that, yeah. uh, between two players. But I'm gonna be honest with you. We can sit here and talk about the backcourt, which I think does deserve some blame. We can sit here and talk about, you know, um the coach or schemes or whatever. But I'm still standing on that sword and still going to be willing to die on that hill to put some of this on the front office because of some of the moves you had made or whatever the case may just do something, do anything, pick somebody, put me somebody in the game. I mean, I had me and you had a, a running joke earlier on the text thread asking how much eligibility do they have a, a, a jersey size for Jarvis in right. the back? Because we need to bring my boy Jarvis Davis in there to play a little bit of center, power forward, center, forward, yeah, center, center yeah. something, anything yeah. better than Bruno Fernando, respectively. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just been that bad, and I think they have to take a big brunt of the blame for this because they did not put us in position to where we, if we did fall into this position, which we know injuries is a part of the game and it happens. Right. Nobody expect for your starter and your backup uh, center when you're already thin in the front court position um, to to you know that that you weren't going to struggle, but just to be able to have somebody to put out there because. God forbid, in a minute, we're going to be playing Jalen Johnson at the four and at the five, two positions at once. Yeah, I, I agree. And that, to me, was the tallest of orders for Jalen. I mean, I think for all intents and purposes, especially when he got into early foul trouble, you're thinking, oh, God, this is going to be a long night because if Jay can't go, then, I mean, who's going to go? But he ends up with 19 points and 12 rebounds. And he ends up only getting one more personal foul in that second half. So he really played quite a clean game for all intents and purposes on what it looked mm -hmm. like in the beginning. So you got out of the one guy who needed it, who needed to bring it. You got what you needed out of him. But yeah, it did make me look back at the trade deadline and say we were all relieved that it didn't go down with DeJounte Murray because no, no trade looked like it was the right trade to that's right even remotely what you should have got from for him but that's that right. didn't mean that you shouldn't look down your roster and say what if because at that point you still knew what clint capella was going to be about and uh go back to that other one i wanted to just uh comment on that one really really quickly uh and thanks we appreciate you k kt the goat for coming through trey wasn't even the best trace tonight shaking my head i just wanted to <laughs> co-sign on that because it's like you're reading our minds like uh john just said it a minute ago but you're absolutely yeah. right you go into this type of game and you're not expecting the guy who basically just pulled up on this squad to all of a sudden be the guy be the, the, the trade that you're looking at and saying whoa he had a night and robert mm -hmm. thank you you know you always come through and you bring a point and you said it atlanta played like they were on vacay no effort no energy that's what i felt like robert i mm -hmm. felt like this was way more about lack of energy than it was about lack of personnel because honestly, like we said before, Charlotte had their struggles. LaMelo Ball's been out for a month mm -hmm. and he wasn't even remotely close to touching that, that court tonight. Uh, Cody Martin, it was a miracle dude actually played because like I said, we were <laughs> right. checking the injury report all day and it looked like he was not going to be a go. So I'm looking at this team and they're thinking they're not going to have everybody either. But you know what, Robert? The difference is who they had actually showed up. That's right. They had showed up. And the thing about it, too, is you knew when you looked at the and, and to me, this is this is the other piece that I don't think we talked about quite yet. But sometimes it's looking at that second guy 
like not just Miles Bridges, because yeah, I mean, 17.5 is not, I don't know, that's a subpar night to me for Miles Bridges. It is. Did anybody check Brandon Miller? Have oh you my seen God. that guy going a on a rookie. tear since Terry Rozier? A rookie. Out? A right. rookie. Yes. But Brandon Miller has been on one since yeah, the start for Terry Rozier. And I felt like, and don't get me wrong, because he's been on one with other teams, mm-hmm. then yeah, you would have expected him to have a good night tonight. But I also would have expected a little bit of a better strategy on how to defend him somewhere because it was an across the boards night for him. 26 points on eight of 19 shooting, perfect from the free throw line, six rebounds, four assists, a steal, mm-hmm. and three blocks. Deshaun, He's been, that's not rookie. Those are no, that's not a rookie of course stat not. line. It's and not, not only that, line. but well, and, and then you also think that this is something that you're gonna see from the rookie of the year. This dude's not rookie of the year. Matter of fact, he's not even going to be the guy that comes in at runner-up. I mean, maybe if he keeps playing like this, but it's likely he's not even going to be the runner-up or even the third, you know, fall third in line to rookie of the year. He's probably going to be somewhere around fourth or fifth on down. So, I mean, that's that that that's pretty bad enough as it is. And, and I definitely want to say this uh, last part is that I I think that what the Hawks did right out the gate, the, one of the very first things that I noticed when I saw the ball tip up in the air was they wanted to get into an argument game. Some people call it windshield wiper game. It's a back and forth. I call it an argument game. I don't have time to be trying to get into a back and forth. I don't have the horses to get into a back and forth. What the, what, what the Hornets did is they, they sped up Atlanta and they forced yep. them to play their game right yeah, off the yeah, dribble. Sure Surface level right from the top. And I think that that's something that Atlanta did not make the adjustments. That part, I think, yeah. potentially that could be on Quinn Snyder. But yeah. you have to be smarter as a team knowing if you don't have those horses, you can't get up and down. You should have been winning that argument as the more experienced and wiser team because that's a lot of young dogs over there. That's true. And when you think about the NBA type stat where it's 1.3 points per possession, basically what that tells you is every time we're going down the court, we're scoring. But more importantly, I want to just kind of make it a little bit more esoteric. And there was one sequence in, I believe it was the third quarter, where the Hawks would go down and shoot a three, but then it would be like a two for one. So Mm -hmm. the Hornets shoot a two, Hawks shoot a three, but then the Hornets go back and shoot a a two. So Mm -hmm. you, you got... You gave them, an, they got another possession, you sh- you scored, but you didn't stop them from scoring. It happened multiple times. So after a while, 4-3 becomes 8-6, becomes 12-9, and it just keeps, on, like, it keeps building and building until eventually mm-hmm. it's not shot for shot. Then it starts becoming two shots for one shot. And that goes back to what you said, because Charlotte was speeding it up every time the Hawks either shot the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, every time they shot the ball, whether they made it or not, it seemed like the Hornets were right back down the floor in transition to mm-hmm. shoot. And that mm-hmm. seemed like something to where, yeah, in part, that's Quinn Snyder. But in part, that's your basketball IQ that has to kick in and say, oh, we see what you're doing. And we're going to have to slow this game down and kind of reset. That's it. Right. And that just never happened tonight. Never well, did. listen, there's another third of a schedule for the season that's coming on the other side of this all-star break. And I think we need to talk a little bit more about what we think the Hawks need to do so that they can, I don't want to say salvage because that sounds too negative, but certainly so that they can get something back on track in this final third of the season. Talk about it on the other side.
This episode of our Locked on Hawks podcast is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Now, passion, didn't quite see that from the Hawks tonight or driver patience, but that is what we need to see out of that team. And it's also what we need to see when we want to bring home the winning trophy with our cars. Now, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. In fact, I am getting a tune-up later this week and am going to get most, if not all of my parts from eBay because I know they have me covered. With over 122 million parts for my ride or die, I believe I will find exactly what I'm looking for. And of course, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, all parts are guaranteed to fit your ride and my ride every time or you get the money back. Because with eBay Motors, it's all about burning rubber and not cash. All the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. And eBay guaranteed fit, of course, is only available to U.S. customers. So, Deshaun, there are some big decisions to make. Obviously, we talked about it before. No double O tonight. Left big toe sprain. Clint Capella still progressing in rehab from that left adductor strain. With double O, the Hawks said yesterday that it'll be about seven to 10 days before they'll evaluate him. So that kind of tells me possibly he'll come back after the All-Star break. But evaluation time period-wise says maybe not right after. And then Clint Capella is expected to return to practice following the all-star break. So that basically means you may not have either one of your starting centers for the game next Friday at the Raptors. And like we said, no disrespect, of course, because you've got to have some level of talent to be in the association, but Bruno Fernando is certainly not on the level of a starting center. This is why you now go back to that trade deadline. And as much as you appreciated not having DeJounte Murray just be given away essentially for free, it does make you scratch your head and say, but did anybody think of the depth situation Nobody. as it relates to your front court? Because your back court is fine. You've got a meaning depth wise. Like mm-hmm. if nothing else, you can throw bodies in there because yep. you've got beat Krejci and you've got Kobe Bucket and you've got Garrison Matthews and you've got Patty Mill. You got Wesley bodies. Matthews. Wesley yep. Matthews. You got bodies. So did anybody think about maybe getting another body or two? to shore up the front court in case some things happen. And it just really made me think like, okay, so now where are we? I mean, I feel like you're talking about, you better be out there looking for guys for 10 day contracts because your squad of forwards, it seems like to me, you're about to stretch them and ask them to keep playing big. And in a minute to Sean, you better watch it and hope that they don't start going down due to injury, considering the fact that you were without Jalen Johnson for five weeks already. You know what the heck that looked like. And then DeAndre Hunter still not himself because you're bringing him off the bench. There was a guy that I think that they could have maybe tried to make a run for who we just saw on tonight. Um, when, I, when I'm looking at the things that I've been preaching for I don't know how long about missing that glue piece and, and, and missing, you know, that, 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 you know, uh, the guy that's going to impose his will and mm-hmm. the infuriator and, you know, the vocal leader and all those things. What did Grant Williams go for on tonight? 15 points and 10 yes. rebounds. The yes. junkyard dog piece that I've been saying that this Hawks team lacks. 
And you had your chance and opportunity to be able to go and get somebody very similar to that. May not be the biggest game changer in the world in terms of things that are going to show up on the stat sheet. But I'll take 15-10 with some leadership role capabilities amongst other things, especially a front court player. Maybe a little bit undersized, but you'll never know it with the way he plays because his heart is just that big. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as guys who are out there, I can't tell you that there's one that I can think of that exists. All I know is that's also someone else's job, and I need you to go and find that guy, if I'm just being honest. Because in a minute, like I said, I'm going to call up Jarvis Davis, and I'm going to see what he got going on for the rest of the season. Because somebody needs to do something, pick up a couple fouls. But or or just even if you can't really bring a whole lot on the offensive end, make mm-hmm. me feel like you're making guys work for it. Yeah. Contesting. I'm seeing DeJounte out there contesting some bigs. I think blocking some I think block Miles Bridges shot on a fast break transition. Nobody's out there jumping with him, but he was willing to sacrifice his body and go out there and take a risk on getting dunked on, which is something that nobody ever wants to see. So um, you know, I just this is that moment where I I, I, I do just kind of have to put it on that front office for not going out there and finding somebody. But I'm not sure that my mental bandwidth can take, you know, not adding a piece to this team in the front court. Even if Clinton and, and, and Ayaka comes back 110% yeah. full b- bill of health. Something needs to be added. Yeah, I think that's a great point that you make because there's too much middling, as per the usual, of that four to six group that is literally vying for this playing round. And it's like we're having the same conversation every year, every year. And it it gets to be frustrating because, again, one, two, three, four, four and a half nights ago, I'll say. Mm -hmm. There you and I were talking about and extolling (laughs) the virtues of a team that, yes, did what they were supposed to do against the Sixers in the absence of Joel Embiid. Got it. A team that did what they were supposed to do against a Rockets team that's actually playing much better, but was also coming off of a back-to-back from Toronto. Got Mm -hmm. it. You did what you were supposed to do. However, I think that in addition to I, and I agree with you, by the way. I think that Landry Fields is going to have to be on the phones if he's not already on the phones during this. Can't be an all star break for him or no, the no, front no. office. At no, all. not at all. <laughs> but, I, but I honestly don't think it's going to have to be a, a break for Quinn Snyder and his coaching staff either because they're going to have to sit down and figure out this team is, tw- this team literally has, what, 60, yep, 55 games that they've played, right? So mm-hmm. now you basically are 27 games away from the end of the season, essentially a third of the season left to play. Who mm-hmm. are you going to be? Are you going to mm-hmm. be the team that beat the Sixers and the Rockets and do that on a consistent basis? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to be the team that somehow just kind of tapped out for the majority of the game against the Bulls, decided in the waning minutes to b- pull it to w- within one mm-hmm. and, and then still walk away with a, a loss and then turn around two days later and get blown out of the building by the Charlotte Hornets. That's to me where the two charges lie the most because the players, I don't know what it is about them. I I don't know what they need to do. Now, James Edwards says the Hawks don't match intensity nor effort, never a total team effort. Ownership didn't do anything to improve his team. And I can't say that you're not right about that because unfortunately too many times you and I, Deshaun have said, we need to just see you do it a full 48. 
That's right. Because man, when the Hawks show stretches of doing what they can do, it's a beautiful thing. The problem is you and I rarely have an opportunity to say full 48. And that doesn't mean we're saying a perfect game of basketball. We're saying a perfect effort of basketball for 48 minutes. That's something that, yes, each player can kind of talk to himself about individually, but I think it's more of a collective issue that the coaching staff and the front office are going to have to address. I want to throw one last thing out there. Um, congratulations to uh, to Trey Young of yes, being. Yes, we promised the, we were going to leave on a good yeah, day. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did. Passing Mookie Blaylock for the franchise leader in uh, and converted three pointers. So, congrats to Trey. Looking forward to seeing him. Um, you know, do a little bit more of this on the other side of the All Star break. Yes, and and go ahead and shine. Right, it took you three tries. No starter call up, no reserve call up. You got the injury replacement call up. Go ahead and shine and give these fans at least something to have like a good taste left in their mouths from being in the three-point contest, the skills point, uh, skills competition. And of course, yes. we know we're going to see him a little bit on Sunday in some role for the East. So thank you guys, as always, for stopping by. Hang in there, Hawks Nation. Get yourself some rest. Reset yourself over the next these next nine days from a game. But of course, we'll see you next week. Uh, next Wednesday on the party, but we appreciate you even stopping by tonight in the postcast. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And for more on the Hawks, don't forget to check out our guy, Brad Roland. We'll see you next time and on the other side of All Star.